Now it's moving. Nice. Oh, you can do that. Okay, I'll hit start. start. Interesting. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> here we are. Another miserable night in the city. But we got no time for pity. Time to get down to the nitty and the gritty. Time to put a little scritty back in your politty. Just like 50 Cent rubbing up against your grandma's kitty. It's gonna feel real good. Even though it won't be pretty. <laughs> and you know, with me is my brother from another mother, same grandmother Joe. <clears throat> my name's Jason. How you doing? Sit back and relax, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. This is JBC. I did that too slowly. I think I could have done it quicker and got to the cool part of the of the of the Roiksop and I don't know. I didn't practice. What's that honking sound? Oh, that's somebody's car alarm going oh, okay, off. Okay, good, good. It wasn't it wasn't like my uh chrome or anything like that in the background. <laughs> I thought it was good timing. I thought it was good uh, yeah, just kind of background. It's good foley. foley. Yeah, it's good stuff mm -hmm. there. I like it. So how you been, man? What's going on? This is our first non- this is our first, I don't know what this is. This is show 154? Well, you could say that the first two shows of this year were about last year. I mean, this yeah. is really the beginning of the year. It is, even though we did do. <laughs> we did two shows about the year before. So yeah. this is 2020. Thank you. And we did do a show before that for this year That's we'll post later if we get around to it. Because it's it was like in the can. So I don't know yeah. what this show is because we don't have anything to talk about. Nope. Yep. And the, 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 so this is the fourth show of the year, but really the first show. <laughs> it's really the first, uh, yeah. Of the year. Yeah. I don't know. Here on the 24th of January. I don't know when you're listening to it, listener, but whenever you're listening to it, uh, hey, how you doing? Welcome. So uh, we don't have anything to talk about. This is really, we joke about this a lot. We say, you know, one day the two of us had a funny conversation and we said to each other, we should record this. And then we're like, hey, we're both uh, narcissistic enough. Let's actually record it. This will be that. This show today specifically will actually be one of us calling the other and saying, hey, what's up, man? Oh, nothing. And then we talk and then we record it. And you have to listen to it because you subscribe to this podcast because you're stupid. Okay, you're not stupid. You're beautiful. You can be both. You can be stupid and beautiful. In fact, some of the stupidest people I know are incredibly beautiful now. I'm not saying the beautiful people are stupid. I'm just saying stupid people can be beautiful is all I'm saying. Joe, which are you? Are you stupid or beautiful? If you had to choose stupid or beautiful, which would you rather be? I've got I've got a lot of range there. Because... Wait a minute. Did I say you have to be stupid or beautiful? Wait a minute. <laughs> that suggests you have to be stupid and ugly or beautiful and smart. So I know which one you're going to choose. Okay, if you had to choose stupid and beautiful or ugly and smart, which would you choose? There we go. Today, I think that I'm beautiful and a moron. Oh, did something happen? Uh, no. I, just You can kind of feel it as you go through the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just the, – the neurons aren't firing at, at – Right. Did you, hear that? did you hear that sentence? That's a it good did. example. The neurons aren't firing, but the morons <laughs> are, right? You got neurons and you got morons. And when the neurons – I got are, moron neurons. Yeah. 
But I looked at myself in the mirror this morning, mm. and I've been back on keto after the holidays, and yeah. you know, lost all the kind of Thanksgiving, Christmas weight. And I yeah. looked at myself in the mirror, and I thought I was looking good. Okay. Um, and then I turned around and fucking ran into a wall and realized <laughs> I was a moron. <laughs> I think that if I had to choose between being beautiful or smart, I would choose beautiful every single time because smart is a little bit too um, easy. I think it's something you can you can get to. You can definitely fake it, right? You can fake smart. Like you can pretend to be smart, and, and some people are so uptight they'll just you know they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Beautiful, you can't really fake. I mean, maybe with like dark rooms and 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 stuff, but. I'm going to take beauty over intelligence every day. And I'm also going to take that in people, too. Like, if I had to choose the people who are going to be surrounding me, I'd rather have pretty people who are dumb than smart people who are ugly. Because usually the smart people who are ugly are also ugly on the inside. Well, let me talk about a little bit about how ugly I can really be. Okay. Physically. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if you meant inside or outside. <clears throat> Well, let's start with on the outside. Okay, and then we'll go inside. Because I have yeah. days where it's the opposite of today. Oh, yeah? Where You're clearly I'm fucking hideous. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm I'm kind of sharp and, and yeah. witty, and I'm, I'm thinking clearly, and I'm, and I'm speaking well. Yeah. So I have those days. But, and, but and I you've know got like, the whole time that I'm hideous, too. Yeah, you've got like snot kind of crusted on your mind. nose, and your hair's all oily and greasy, and you got like acne and stuff, and you're cracking jokes, and people laugh, and they go, wow, I was so sleep with you if you were so hideous. You funny, funny, ugly man. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, sometimes I get big old zits on my butt face. And, yeah. You know. And on your face butt, and, yeah. And I, and I haven't been to uh, my barber, who we've spoken about many yeah. times. I haven't been to her in a while, and I won't – I don't – I, I won't clean up. I don't cut my own hair. I won't go to anyone else. So she's on vacation. I just start, I've brought this up before. I'll start to look like Friar Tuck. And yeah. for some reason, when my hair starts getting real out of control and making me look like Dom DeLuise, again, yeah. I bring up a lot. That seems to be when it, 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 it accentuates other features that I find hideous on myself. Like I've got a, how about this? We've talked about how our, our teeth are fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and that's a genetic thing. A bunch of fucked up teeth in our family. Yeah. Well, as I grew up, I, I my my adult teeth came in, and I had this huge gap, but as symmetricals, right in the middle, right in between my incisors, right. Uh, I go through my thirties. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you have a comment about that? No, no. Keep on trying. Oh. Well, look, that gap. That's one thing to have gap tooth. Yeah, you know, neither here nor there, really. I didn't think it made me ugly. Maybe it did, but it, it did. As I grew older, the gap shifted from between my incisors to between my—I don't even know the names of teeth—but it, it it went to the right in my face. So now it's to the side. I've got this huge gap tooth. To the side. Right? Yeah, it's between my right incisor and my right, whatever the f f fuck. Which it's one's called. the incisor? It, the it, incisors, right? The the beaver teeth, the two in the front. Um, the, those incisors? Up, I'm going to look up teeth names so we can do this right. Because right now there's dentists listening to us going, you fucking idiots. Um, I what, gonna, Okay, what? go ahead. What's an incisor? I don't know. I'm looking it up. Apparently there's a band called Teeth because when I looked up Teeth, I got a band. They have a song called Five Seconds of Summer. Fight so dirty, but your love so sweet. Talk so pretty, but your heart got teeth. Late night devil, put your hands on me. 
and never, 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 ever let go, according to the lyrics. Um, I so, really want to keep talking about how ugly I am, but yeah. I want to know what an incisor is. It'll, it'll help have, me tell the story. There's eight incisors, four canines, also called cuspids, eight premolars, also called bicuspids, 12 molars, including four wisdom teeth. I don't know. And the, the um, gap between teeth is called a diastema or a diastemata. Right. So I had a diastema right in the middle, my the top row of teeth. You know, lots yeah. of people have that gap. I, that's what I used to have. And then it, then my one of my incisors, I guess is what it's called, moved over. Mm-hmm. And now I've got this hideous gap that is a little bit to the right. Um, I want to actually get it fixed. That, that's how outstanding it is when I look in the mirror. And uh, the more I look like Friar Tuck, the more that seems to stand out. So, uh, like, I just get, as I turn ugly and I and I get, I'll get like a zit and I'll look like Friar Tuck. Uh-huh. And, and suddenly that really accentuates the gap in my teeth. I also have one eyeball Quasimodo-ish yeah. that is higher than the other eyeball. Yeah. And uh, my right eyeball is a little bit smaller than my left eyeball. Mm-hmm. These things start to become uh, like a. It, it, I start to look like a caricature after a while. Um, yeah. And really, I think I have a lot of range because sometimes I feel like I'm looking all right, and then sometimes I I feel like I look like a troll under a bridge. Yeah. And I have those days where I look like a troll. Um, I just don't give a fuck, and my but my brain is working well. So Cause, it's because you don't ugly, give a fuck. Ugly smart guy. It's because you don't give a fuck. You, you look at yourself here and you say, "Well, fuck this. I don't care now. There's nothing I can do about this." Like, if, like if you were almost pretty, right? You're like, "Oh, I just need to do one thing," and you try to like shave off one hair. You're like, "Oh, no, I need to shave off another hair." And you're just worrying all the time. But you just see this package of disgust. You're like, "Fuck this!" And then you're, you know, you've got no reserve, and so someone comes up and say. Hey, Joe, how's the taco business? She's like, yeah, the taco business. Taco about your mama. And then be laugh because you said taco about your mama. And, you know, it's just witty and fast. But when you're like, oh, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, that's pretty. And if I do anything to fuck this up, oh, shit. So you keep your mouth shut. People are like, hey, how's the taco business? She's like, oh, you know, because you're, you're just depending on the, on the cute. So that's what we ugly people we deal with on a daily basis, which is why I only want to be around beautiful people. Uh, because they're all very, very nervous, and then I get to say whatever I want, and they have to laugh at me. I see. Yeah. Do you uh, d- do you kind of waver between thinking that it, what, what's what is your wh- what do you think you are? Are you, do you think you're a five? Do you think you're a two? I do think, you sometimes wake up, look in the mirror, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm like a nine and a half today. Look at this shit. Oh I, fuck yeah. I think I I range from three to six, and I mm-hmm. I kind of like kind of hang out at five. And sometimes when the light's just right and the haircut is just the right amount grown in and the people who are looking at me are just the right amount of drunk, I hit six. But usually if I'm ever pushed above five, it's because, you know, I'm, I'm being funny or witty or, you know, or, or endearing or whatever. And like people are like, oh, he's ugly, but he's sweet, you know. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I think I run in that three to six range, which is why when you look at my wife, you're like, this is she got she must have some sort of like weird like problem because she he he traded up she definitely starts at six on a really bad day and that's a day when she's like got a cold and her nose is all red and her eye one eye is bigger than the other you know and and uh her eyes are crooked and she's got a gap sort of not between the middle two teeth but it's moved over um yeah (laughs) hideous hideous yeah and that's that's when when she's on her bad day of my best day 
we're almost right at the same level, but um, but then she'll do something like you know, like run her fingers through her hair. And now she up oh, seven, right? And then it just goes from there. And I think you would probably say same same thing about your wife, right? I mean, I don't know what you're swinging down there, but clearly you traded up too. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty clear that my wife visually is out of my league. I yeah. would say actually her personality is out of my league too. I don't know what I'm doing right here, but I do feel like a lucky guy. Um, well, this made mean, me think of give yourself some credit. You're you're pretty you're pretty suave. Okay, you're not suave. You're you're a ham, but you know you you got some chuckles in. Yeah, you can. Uh, haven't you never noticed? Like I I I think it's it's like a what do you call it? It's a stereotype or maybe a, not a myth, but a, a folk way that men are more hung up on way people look than women are. Like we, we tease women that they like bash each other about fashion and stuff. But in general, like a man looks for somebody who's like above him, but a woman is far in terms of looks, but a woman is, is far more likely to settle for somebody who does not look as hot as she is because, you know, women, I don't know. They're just not that shallow I, or, or, or. Or I don't know. No, it's, I, I see that. I think women, they, I mean, they have like standards of physical beauty, but when it comes to choosing a mate, that's that's part of it. But th- I yeah. think that they are. They're less shallow than men when they choose a mate. There's a, yeah. I, think, I think women are, are more attracted to like a confidence. Yeah, probably. You know? Not necessarily smarts or, or even funniness or talent or, right. or earning potential, though I think earning potential is... I think biologically that, that yeah, well, makes all sense. that stuff makes sense. All that stuff matters. And certainly we're no experts on what, what women want. I mean, anything that we say is like huge grain of salt people, because we obviously yeah, don't know. It's conjecture. Yeah, totally. We can only go off of what we've been, what's been shoved down our throats. But I mean, if you approach a person in any situation, whether it's, I want to get her phone number or I want to get a job from this company, or I want to buy that hot dog. When you go in with confidence, you're more likely to succeed than not because if and if you don't get what you want, that confidence will carry you through to getting what you actually deserve, whether it's, you know, a slap in the face or two hot dogs or, you know, a better job or whatever. Well, the right amount of confidence, I, th- I think, serves anyone well. Though yeah. I've, I've seen people and I've been in situations myself where if you're overconfident, you can really fuck shit up. Um, yeah. I, 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 I think that you were talking about like, well, there's people that can fake being smart. Yeah. I don't know about that. That Really? If, I've been if doing it my whole enough... life. <laughs> no, you're not faking it. No, I mean... I'm really good at faking it, Joe. Trust me. Look. Okay, <laughs> okay but there it is. If, I, if I'm like, yeah, Jason is smart. Don't you guys know? And then you're like, <laughs> he thinks I'm smart. My, 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 act, my act is so good. Well, I don't. I think people are more successful sometimes at at just putting on the veneer of confidence, and and somehow that that can make someone seem smarter. Right. You can make them it's seem the anything. Confidence, really. You can make them seem better at anything. Like you stand up yeah. there on stage with your guitar, and you're looking at the crowd like, "Hey, fuck you, people!" And then you, you know, you're gonna try to play. I don't know some awesome rock chord, and you you fuck it up. But you keep staring at them like. Screw you. Like, um, what's that chord? The I've famous done that one? for real. Yeah. So there you the go. <laughs> what's that chord George Harrison played at the beginning of that one song that nobody could figure out what the hell it was for the longest time. And then they did some weird ass math trick. Oh, you're talking about the E sustained augmented fifth. Yeah. That one. 
right? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Fuck. Well, see, saying. you said it with confidence. I believe you. <laughs> I did remember. it make me sound smart too? Because that was total bullshit. Yeah, you sounded like like I'm sure there's people out there listening. Well, I hope there are who are like, no, that's wrong, dumbass. But see, I used to do this, and I still do sometimes. I write what I like to call fictional nonfiction, which is where. I write about something in such a way that if you don't know about that something, you think it's real. But if you do know about that something, you know it's complete bullshit. And it's not satire. That's not what I'm going for. I'm not trying to amuse the people to know about it. Like I wrote this article for an encyclopedia about an artist who had a particular style. And I, I did. I, I thought I did a pretty good job. And if you know anything about art and you read this, you go, what a fucking load of crap. If you don't, you might read it and go, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's... That's interesting. And and you just now did that. You're like, yeah, E minor augmented fifth seven sustained over a nine with three cherries on top. And everyone's like, ooh, wow. But, you know, musicians are going, no. Well, to th- that makes me realize that if you're going to fake trying to be smart, that, that your audience, the ignorance of your audience is something that you're depending on. Like that you can't. If you've got the wrong audience and you're trying to sound smart about some, you know, some subject and you throw out a couple of 50 cent words, you know, some terminology, you don't really know what it means, but you kind of zip through it. And if, if your audience is ignorant, they'll be like, oh, you really like, that's, that's great. Well, I, I, I think for that reason, you could, you could toss a fictional, what do you call it? Fictional nonfiction. Yeah. At me, you you could you could start rattling stuff off to me, and if you made sure that I was fairly ignorant on the subject, I'd be really impressed. That's the goal. That is the goal, mm-hmm. and that's where what I would claim the art is is in getting you to ex- to, to suspend your disbelief. But but it has to depend on yes, just like you said, your ignorance, because it has to depend on it being completely transparently stupid to somebody who does know it's about the subject that's the fine line and so what i'm what i'm trying to say is when i fake being smart you know i can fake being smart to this person that person whatever but then when a truly smart person comes in right and they're like oh this guy's a fucking idiot what my goal then is to like oh but am i right to give them that sense of doubt because that's really what it comes down to is breaking down like there's confident people and then there's assholes and confident people are sexy and assholes aren't and you got to find out who's who right you know what i'm saying yeah. Hey, you just made me think of something, though. Okay. Uh, we're we're kind of I don't know if conflating is the right word, but we're it's, we're I think we're having trouble distinguishing between intelligence and knowledge because well, yeah. what you're talking about, if you're gonna bullshit, you actually have to. It's, in order to bullshit well, you, you kind of have to be smart. You're not well, faking is- intelligence at that point, but you're faking knowledge. That's different. Uh, mm, well, okay, you're you're. I, I don't want to argue too finely on the point because it's boring for me and for the audience. If it's not boring yeah. for you, then you can make it interesting. <laughs> but I think it's going to be even more boring for you. But I mean, okay, pe- people may think that you're intelligent because they they think you know things, and either they think you know things because you know what they know. Or you know more than they know about a thing, but they know that what you know is knowable. It's not like you're making stuff up. And then there's people who like don't know that what you say you know isn't actually a thing to know. And they may think you're intelligent, but really 
I think it's a difference between people saying, hey, this is the guy I would go to if I ever had a question about things versus this is the guy I would go to if I want some trivia answered. And it's like, I like to pride myself on being a person that a person could come to me and say, hey, I don't know the answer to this. And then my first response would be neither do I, but we can figure it out together. That's intelligence, right? But the truth is, is I don't yeah, know anything yeah. at all. Um, I really, I don't. And, and that's not me being humble. That's just me admitting that from now on, any of you out there who listen to me talk at all ever should understand that I am making it all up as I go along. Usually I'm looking at porn at the same time as playing a video game and drinking, you know, like beer while I'm doing this show. So there's no, there's nothing there. Well, it's to me, I'm pretty sure that you're fairly knowledgeable on several subjects. I'm just knowledgeable enough to fake it, I guess is the point. Well, where should we go from here? Well, I, I have any. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Not that I was just wondering if you have any like stories or is anything that was on your mind. There is something we could just hash it out right here on the show. There is something that's on my mind, but I, I want to find a way to make it interesting because um, it could be a pretty dry conversation. I mean, I want to have a good, intelligent conversation, but I also want to be entertaining. Um, so feel free to you know inject some goofiness in this. But I've been thinking about the myth of hard work, right? People are always saying that, you know, we have this, especially in our our, uh, Western civilization, this idea that things that have value have value because somebody worked hard or somebody works hard, that's valuable, right? It's like, you know, he worked really hard to get there. He did a lot of of work or she did a lot of work or whatever. And I just, I just, I, 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 I don't and like you think that. that's a myth? I, well, I think it's bullshit. I don't think that hard work is anything except just admitting an inefficiency. I don't accept that. Well, you know, it's like, okay, this guy is super rich because he worked hard his whole life. No, he's super rich because he got lucky. All right. If he worked hard too, good for him. But the hard work, there are people with three or four jobs and they've had three or four jobs since they were 18 and will until they die. They worked their asses off and they got nothing to yes. show for it, which is not any anything against them. I admire them for being, um, uh, what's the word, um, uh, sticking to it. But to say that their hard work means that they've got something, that's, that's actually a little bit demeaning, right? This idea that also, if a person is just handed some something, something's handed to them and they didn't work hard for it, they don't deserve it or they don't, you know, uh, they don't, doesn't have any value. They just, I'm all over the place here, Joe. Help me. No, out no, no. I'm following you. I'm, I'm sitting here. I have some thoughts about that okay, because I, I do value hard work, though. I see your point. Not all hard work benefits the hard worker. <laughs> yeah. Some people work very, very hard, and and they experience a life filled with misery, and and it's thankless. Yeah. And that's terrible. And and I do I believe in the lottery of birth. Like I I, I think some people are like, oh, there's no such thing as luck, and do that. I'm like, no. It, I really think that where you were born and the the traits that you're born with. Maybe particularly, I think intelligence is a real asset. I mean, it, it has to be in combination with other assets. Most of these assets are something that you're you're born with some potential, and and uh, you can be a hard worker. 
that's fine. But if you don't have enough intelligence or if you're not lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time, all of your hard work could be, again, thankless. Yeah. And so I just think there's a, there's so many different factors that go into someone's station in life. Yeah. And, think- and a lot of it is luck. Though I value hard work. I think that yeah. there's – you know, I'm I am I'm at a certain level of intelligence. I've I've got a certain level of just privilege given where and when I was born, and and the fact that I'm a white dude. You know, th- yeah. there's things that just were handed to me, and and now I could have. I also have a, like a potential. I have like a potential for work ethic too. Like that's kind of luck too. The fact that I, that I have some potential for motivation and that, that that developed over time in my environment, okay, well, th- th- does that mean – because I put in the hard work, does that mean I deserve credit for it? Maybe I was just born with that potential and the environment then helped me to cultivate that. Yeah. I don't – and now we're getting down to – I just don't even know if I believe in free will. So how can I, you know what I mean? How can I take credit for any of this? Even if if I'm a hard worker and then that benefited me, why am I patting myself on the back? I was born with that potential and then it appeared. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Like you said, you could, you could make that argument. I guess what I'm getting at when I bring up this subject, tell me if I'm distracting what you say, because I don't mean to do that. I'm not trying to gloss over what you said. I'm trying to get, Away, f- I'm, I'm trying to um, abuse this notion that we need to tell people that hard work is valuable. There, I'm not saying that hard work is automatically not valuable. I'm just trying to say that hard work is no guarantee of anything. Neither is luck for that matter. You could have somebody who happens to be in the right place at the right time, happens to work his ass off, and ends up, you know, dead at 55 because a car hit him. Um, and he's got nothing to leave for his kids, right? He did everything he was supposed to do, but that's just the way things happen. You got this other douchebag who just skated by his whole life. And, you know, the week before he died, he decided, hey, what if we mix these two chemicals together? And he cures cancer, right? Didn't do a goddamn thing. And now he did this, you know, I, I, those are extreme examples, Joe. But my point is, is that I don't want to pass on this notion that hard work is in and of itself something to be uh, valued. I think what it comes down to, when people say hard work, what they really mean is they mean sacrifice, right? Like mm-hmm. if you go, if you are you work at McDonald's for 20 hours a day, which I don't think any McDonald's will let you do, but if you go there and you work for 20 hours a day, that work is not hard. It's hard to be awake that long. You're sacrificing sleep and you're sacrificing being social and you're sacrificing whatever. Okay, maybe you're not at McDonald's 20 hours a day, but you're at one full-time job and then another, right? Neither of those are difficult jobs to do. They're not hard to do. You're not getting better at those jobs and moving up the corporate ladder. You're pretty much stuck in the store. So the work's not hard, but you're sacrificing a lot. I think that's what people mean when they say hard work. They mean sacrifice. And I think the reason why they put value on that is when somebody else makes a sacrifice, the rest of us benefit. And so it comes down to this sense of the greater good. Like he worked really, really, really hard. He didn't get anything out of it because he had to sacrifice all this stuff. But look where we are now. You know, look at his kids. They inherited all the money he made or or whatever. You know, Einstein worked on 10,000 prototypes for light bulb or whatever, 3 million, nine of them. I don't know. 
and now we all have a light bulb, right? And I think that's what people mean when they say hard work is valuable. What they're saying is, hey, you go out there and work your ass off because if you do, you'll make the rest of us better off. And I say, fuck that. No, that's what I say. I say, don't work your ass off. Don't do things just for the greater good because it's all bullshit. 99.9% of the time, all the hard work you do is just make some rich asshole richer and that's it. And if your kids benefit from it, great, but you would have been better off hanging out with them than working a job 20 hours a day, you know, six days a week. That's, that's my fair. rant. I guess, uh, let me explain why I value hard work. Fair enough. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> I think that if if you if you're able to again this is a this might be something that probably is something that just lands in your lap like if if you find something that's meaningful to engage with like some activity or some quote unquote purpose right and that yeah. thing becomes your job so you can sit and and work on it and build a skill set around it i think that that becomes a meaningful experience to a human being and yeah. A lot of those, the most meaningful to us, have to do with collaboration and, yes, benefiting others and uh, working for the benefit not just of yourself but of your family or the community. And so that hard work is – it's valuable like spiritually. Okay. Like that, So that's why I value hard work because if I – if I work on something and put time, and yes, I agree. Also, it, it has to do with sacrifice. Like you're putting your time into something um, to to be purposeful and, and maybe even to increase your connection with your family, with your friends, with your community, to be purposeful within okay. your community. And so that's what I think of. When I think of hard work and how I value it, that's what I'm talking about. Well, I'm glad Again, you said that. This because... is all this could all just fall into my lap. What if I didn't have what if I wasn't I wasn't born with the the potential to even perceive you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like no, I, if, I, if I'm I might I might be born someone who is kind of blocked just naturally. There's no potential and I can't find anything that seems meaningful to me. Maybe I don't have the potential to even recognize hard work. Maybe I I don't want to I don't want to talk shit about anybody's job, but like I would be miserable if I were digging ditches, I think. Maybe I'd love that job. I don't know. But like right. what if that's all you can find to do and and you you can't seem to to find anything that's more meaningful or that you can engage in as a as a a profession, and then you you're miserable digging ditches, as I assume I would be. Right. And and there's nothing. The notion doesn't arrive because you don't have the potential to even seek out something more purposeful and meaningful. I'm I'm being very repetitive here. No, but no, you, no. You I see your point. It. I think I'm glad you said that about the the reasons why you value hard work because I I see where you're coming from, and based on that explanation, that makes me. That makes me reinforced in my notion that hard work is, is worthless, that it doesn't have the value that people say it does. So, so I, we're on a we're on a different sides of this the story. I don't I don't disagree with your logic, and based on your logic, that's why I don't think hard work in and of itself has any kind of value. And then when you bring in these other factors, that's I'm glad you did that because it leads me to the other thing I want to bring up, which is I don't have much respect for this notion of talent, right? You 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 talk about you having uh, you didn't use the word predisposition, but having a predisposition to 
um, fulfilling a particular potential, whether it's you are intelligent or you are, you know, in the right place at the right time or, 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 you know, you were just naturally good at this, that, or the other. I don't have a lot of respect for that as a thing either. Um, and I hope I'm not going off topic here, Joseph, keep me honest, but like, if you look at somebody, I don't know, say, a, a, for me, the prototypical example of somebody who has quote unquote natural born talent is like a Tiger Woods, right? Back in the day, everyone recognized this is the greatest golfer of all time. And he was born that way, right? And other people come in and say, well, actually, it's not so much that he's a golfer as much as he has this natural born talent to practice, right? The dude is out there working hard to practice his chip shots for, you know, seven weeks straight. And then he goes and he practices his long game for three years straight, you know, and he just built up this this amazing muscle rep memory. And he's also got the intelligence to know how to utilize it in the right right time. Yeah, right? these are these are all determined by the lottery of birth as far as I'm concerned. Right. And I it's don't not, like... it's not like there's some free will that, that he's like, oh, my goodness, I must now exercise my free will. And, and now I'm going to uh, now engage my potential for hard work in combination with my natural talent for this sport and my intelligence. And it, all of this seems to fall in our laps. Right. Uh, and, any of those uh, predispositions. And I don't, I don't, and, and it's, it's, I don't, I don't think any of those things are, I don't know if I'm saying they're not true or they don't have any value to me. And maybe I'm being a real, you know, a real asshole here. And I really need to check my privilege because it's very easy me for a middle-class middle-aged white guy with, you know, Everything that I'm supposed to have, it's, it's fine. I'm not super duper rich, but I'm comfortable, right? It's easy for me to say that, oh, no, it's this, that, and the other. But I look around me and I see the things that I have. And it's like, I didn't work hard for these. I worked for them, right? And I, I got them, but I didn't work hard. I didn't make any huge sacrifices. Nor did I implement any kind of natural talent to get these things. And yet, I don't think that if you took these things away from me, that... I mean, I would be very sad. I would feel their loss, but I wouldn't feel like something that belonged to my very spirit had been ripped from me. I figure I would just like, and again, this is very easy for me to say, and maybe if it really happened, I would like completely lose my shit. But I feel like if you, you know, took these things away, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. And I'd be sad, but then I just do whatever I would have to do to do what I need to do. You know, I would just be in that situation. I think that, I think people, well, you're, you're an ape and it's, it comes down to where you're going to try and survive. Probably most apes do. Yeah. Most most organisms. That's a that's a basic drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Surviving is 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 necessary. I, I'm not trying to suggest that you took all this stuff away from me and put me, made me like homeless, right? Like you've got no money and no contacts and nothing. What are you going to do? I'm not saying that I would somehow get back to this area. Nor am I saying I would flourish as a homeless person. I just say, okay, you know what? I I think I'm getting at. Let me just cut to the chase. I think what I'm getting at is on a scale of one to. 10, I have a particular happiness level that I'm at, and let's just say it's a five. We could argue whether it's more or less, but let's just say it's a five. And I think that no matter where you put me, eventually I'm going to get to a five. I think that's where I'm going to end up. If I that's was your a, baseline, it fluctuates up and down, but it, it kind of comes back. It's almost like a, a marble in a basin. You can move it yeah. around and it just kind of, it, it, it goes to the bottom of that basin yes. and that's a five. And I think that if you made me if you know i was the the king of a country or if it was a homeless guy at the end of the day i probably hover around 5 and there are people who work really really hard but i don't think that really hard work changes where they're at they they're either a 3 and they work hard and they stay at a 3 or they're a 7 and they work hard and they stay at a 7 right i think a lot of musicians end up killing themselves 
Honestly, uh-huh. I'm being serious here because they're at a two or a three at a four. They find something that gives them joy. It raises them up temporarily. They think they're going to stay up there. They don't. That devastates them. And they're like, fuck it, I'm out. I think that's true for a lot of artists, actually. Well, I have to say, I feel like where you're coming from is very pessimistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so I want to ask you a question. What, what do you value and and what do you think if if there would be anything that might raise your baseline of 5 from 0 to 10 and on the happiness scale yeah. what do you think might actually lift your baseline from a 5 to a 5 and a half even you mean permanently cuz obviously i can jump to 10 yeah. and i can be shoved down to 1 no permanently the permanently. baseline the bottom of the basin if you will yeah I, the only thing i can think of off the top of my head is some sort of genetic change some sort of and it doesn't have to be truly genetic, but some sort of like a radical alteration to my uh, self, uh, self-regard, self self-image, self, the, the way I think I fit into the universe, uh, so to speak. And that borderlines on that spirituality thing you're getting at. And I don't want to yeah. go there so much, but I, I think about all the things that I can do and all the things that I want to do and all the things I can't do. And I imagine... I put my imagination to the test. I work really hard to imagine all these things. And there's no place where I go where it's like, that's where I need to be. That's what I got to do. I'm not motivated to do this thing. I like them, right? Like I've been learning how to play the ukulele, been having a lot of fun with it, been really pleased with my progress, but I know it's not going to go anywhere. And I'm fine with that. I'm 100% fine with that. I know it's not going to make me happier, but I know that it's not making me happier isn't going to make me sadder too, if you see my point. Maybe that's just the thing about being a middle-aged guy. I don't know. Maybe I just accepted that I'm a five and will be forever. I don't know. But I think it's well, true for everybody. Uh, I think everybody is where well, they're at and will always be there. Well, I could say that I feel like I have I have lifted my baseline up over the years. Okay. So, and that's why I kind of, I wanted to challenge you with, and and you did answer the question generally, that is, it would have to be some uh, some spiritual fundamental change in your makeup in order to to raise that baseline up. So I want to ask you more specifically. Then, can you think of a of a circumstance or a, a something specific, some change in your circumstances, or or some goal that you could achieve personally that would do that for you, that I, would change you fundamentally? I can't. I can't really. I mean, I think I'm, I'm personally, and I think this is true for a lot of people. Obviously, I'm narcissistic when I say that because I, you know, I'm taking what is about me and attributing it to everybody. But I feel like I am at that balance point of, of thinking I provide value to people, but also knowing that I'm a selfish shit just enough. Like when I do something that's really, really selfish, and I feel bad about it, I recover from that knowing that that's not really me. I don't do that all the time. And then when I do something that's amazing and it really is awesome. I, I remind myself that's not where you are permanently and that's not your constant state. You need to come back to reality. And it's that balance right there. Right? So I don't know if I'm answering your question. I'm not answering your question, but I don't know if I'm even moving in the right direction. It's, it's a matter well, of, well, I mean, the question was more of a challenge and I wouldn't expect you to be able to come up with, I mean, that's a big question. Like, oh, hey, Jason, how can you fundamentally change yourself? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, let me think about it. I mean, it, I don't expect you to answer that. 
Well, huge. But I thought I would. Ju- I thought I would just get your mind churning on it and hear yeah. what came out of your mouth. You well, know? certainly, it's the case that, given my particular point of view on the absurdity of existence, right? From a philosophical standpoint, that that absurdity, come existentialistic point of view, I can't imagine me doing something that makes so many people better off that it's worth any kind of sacrifice on my part. I mean. It's it's it is pessimistic, but everybody dies. So no, even if I were to somehow do something awesome and we have world peace, there's no more suffering. Everybody is super duper happy. You know, somehow I did that. I'm I. It, you would have to do a lot of arguing to tell me that whatever it is I did wasn't inevitable. That if I hadn't done it, somebody else would have done it. You would have to do a whole lot of arguing to convince me that it was purely because of my will that it happened as opposed to you know me just trying something until it worked right you see well let me let me say let me say this though i've i actually think i've gotten to the point where i don't again i i'm I'm not sure i don't think i believe in free will so i don't feel like any (laughs) any quote-unquote achievement that i've done I, I feel ridiculous. I think it even comes through on this podcast. I feel ridiculous giving myself credit. Um, I, I, I waffle back and forth on that. But let me tell you, it's I, I'm at peace, though, that whatever this potential is that I'm working with, that includes my potential to recognize and act on my own potential. That in and, itse- in and of itself is a potential. Here I am with this. And and I'm I'm happy to kind of be the universe witnessing itself. Okay. But just the experience. I feel grateful to be just experiencing any of this. And like, here's an example. Like there there is potential, and and you can you can work towards something and increase your potential for joy. Like uh, I was thinking of this time. I I wanted to learn a James Taylor song. Yeah, on the guitar, and I looked up the stuff, and I'm looking at the tab, and I'm starting to play the song, and and I realize my ability to play the song after the first couple of dry runs, eh, it's I'm I'm not having as much fun with the song as I could, right. and then I start getting better at it, and then suddenly this door opens where I'm experiencing the joy of playing the song. Now that took. That took a whole lot of things, yeah. including my potential to do the hard work that it would take to do that, yeah. a certain amount of talent, um, and, and then hard work that led up to my ability to to start the work of the song itself. There's all these things that I don't think I deserve credit for, but here I am experiencing it. Yeah, and and the me as the as just the universe experiencing itself, I'm. I feel myself moving through it and potentials changing and opportunities for joy opening up and me taking those opportunities. Okay, fair enough. I feel like my entire life is just a series of those moments, but it becomes very complex and they build on – it builds on itself. And my life um, kind of manifests itself in this complex beauty. Okay. I, I got what you're saying, and I don't want to shoot that down or, or like, I hope that you, you understand what I'm saying is all bullshit and that our listener knows that it's all bullshit and that if they aren't high now or they're listening to the show, they should hit pause and go get whatever they're legally allowed to get 
because it's all bullshit. And that's the only way this has any value is if you're fucking high. But well, I didn't mean to take this from bullshit to some actual spiritual because that's actually my belief system. No, and that's that good. I, and what I'm getting at is this. This is what I'm going to say in response to that. And I don't I'm not trying to tear you down when I say that you wanted to do the song for some reason. And we could probably go into the, what those reasons were, good, bad or otherwise. Well, whatever. You want to do this song and you kept at it despite an initial self-resistance for want of a better phrase you kept at it and then you got good at it and that pleased you now you say that you had a series of these and that's wonderful but when does that hmm, how to say this i'm gonna go off on another tangent i'll come back to it there's this idea i can't remember what artists talked about this but this idea that everything you do as an artist you think is terrible because as you do things you get better and then you judge your previous work from a position of being better than you were so everything that you just got done with is not up to your current potential and then you do another thing and that makes you better but now you're judging it from this higher position you see what i'm getting at this idea of like your oh yeah, yeah. I, I i know i know how that feels but right. i also you you can also just have a gratitude for the entire process Fair enough. there's yes. a you you can get to a point where you just appreciate that entire process and you're yes. able to look at the work you've done and be like oh that's that's where i was and there's a beauty to the to the art that i was a part of again i don't even want to say i created it you just you kind of witness your yourself doing it and then you're right you get better and better as you build the skill and then and so you see what your higher higher potential could be, and I think so. You keep reaching for it. That's what I'm and, getting. And at. I've and I've been in in positions where that's just frustrating, and you right. feel like you su you suck at every moment. Yeah. Especially as you get better, because you you see doors open in your perception as to how good it could be, and right. you're not there yet, and you'll never fucking be there. And and that's what I'm saying is that it, it, that's exactly my point. You. You set yourself a goal. You accomplish your goal. It made you feel really, really good. And then buoyed by that, maybe you set another goal. I'm making some assumptions here, but you set yourself another goal and maybe you achieve it. And it's a more difficult goal, whatever that means. You know, you have to work harder, I guess. And then it keeps going up and up and up. Now you can plateau or you can decide to shift your interest to something else. But my point is you look back at the first time you were able to tie your shoes and you knew at the, you know that at the time it was the shit but now you're like yeah but i would have got there anyway everyone knows how to tie their fucking shoes how many people in the world joe can play this fucking james taylor song how pissed off would you be or better put this way how diminished would your memory be if you saw some shithead pick up a guitar and in two weeks he went from zero to being able to play that song. You'd be like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it wasn't all of that. Maybe it was just going to happen, right? And I'm not saying that I want to tear down this particular experience for you. I'm just suggesting that the only way we can save ourselves from that kind of misery, when we look back at things and realize they're not as awesome as we thought they were, is by saying, yeah, but the value is in the hard work I put in, right? At the end of the day, that particular song is not one that most people on the planet are going to love, right? Because everybody's got lots of different, different tastes and things, right? Someone could say, it's impressive that you went from zero to 50, but... I wish you had done it on a song that I actually like, so I could tell you how much it's how awesome it is. But I recognize that you worked hard, and that's what we tell ourselves that this hard work is what it's all about. When I think that you know, there's people out there who worked harder than you did and got the exact same place. There's people who didn't work at all and got the exact same place. And if the thing itself doesn't have value in and of itself, 
which it doesn't because like I said, some people don't like that song, then I can do is the hard work. But even <laughs> that's not, you know, you can't track that the same for everybody. So what's the fucking point? I guess is what I'm getting at is and that's all I'm ever getting at. And this is where you should take another drink or another hit of your bong or another snort of your joint or do another line of I've, I've, acid. I think I that you're, you have made your original point, which is the the value of hard work i think is well it's it, that's overrated and misunderstood that that we're just putting all of all of our eggs in that basket yeah. like you know what really counts is the hard work well right. i think it's way more complicated than that but but it, what you just said doesn't it, that doesn't mess up my worldview okay good because because yeah, if it took me five times as long because I don't have as much talent or intelligence or whatever, you know, and and there are guitarists out there that are fucking eight years old that have so much more talent and intelligence, especially around musicianship, than I. That I'm I'm not discouraged by that. I have my own potential here, my own experience, mm-hmm. and there are people that where they might have to work a whole lot harder to play that same fairly simple by the way <laughs> James Taylor song and but what counts is their experience and if it was meaningful to them and if right. if they if they experienced some sort of joy through that process right. which is why I, I I repeat I value hard work because hard work can be part of an experience and there's semantic things, you know, you could you could argue here. But what I mean by hard work is, w- were you engaged in something, and did you put effort into it, and and did that beget a, a meaningful experience for you? Well, that's, and that's what I'm getting at. Is you're you're, I keep saying that's what I'm getting at. I should stop saying that phrase, but you succeeded to some extent whether you played the song to your satisfaction or to somebody's satisfaction what about the three billion times where a person puts in all that quote-unquote hard work but doesn't quite achieve what they're going for either because they shifted the goalposts as they went along which i think is what happens most of the time or it was just Mm -hmm. always out of their reach or whatever can they look back and say to themselves well i failed but i worked hard so it was worth it and i say that we tell people, yes, you worked hard. You worked your ass off. Just because you didn't get rich or leave anything for your kids and you didn't cure any diseases and you kind of your existence had no impact on the world whatsoever, at least you worked hard and that's valuable in and of itself. And I want to tell those people, no, you should have you should get your money back. You should be allowed to go back to the start and become the bum that being a bum would have resulted in the same thing because at least you wouldn't have worked your ass off and lost so much. That's what I say to people. Is this me justifying my overt laziness? You goddamn right it is. You goddamn mm. right it is. I just don't think the hard work is in and of itself anything but sweat. I should, I don't... I, I've seen too many... <laughs> I, don't I, I, I don't want you to think that I'm missing your point. But you know, I, I, I might be missing my point, so. Well, I don't think we've been funny for a moment, but you know <laughs> what? I, I, was think, I was thinking about that earlier today. Like, I today, I don't really care. I really just want our discussion this evening to go wherever it organically meanders. Yes. And, and, and you know, entertainment value be damned. I don't, I don't really care. Maybe, you know what? That's a, How about this for a subject? I wonder 
why we even put this on the internet. Like the 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 show itself. Well, <laughs> like why do we even put it on the internet? You know what I mean? Yeah. The pro uh, I I really enjoy the process. You were talking about like, well, you come up with stuff like let's call this the stuff that we do maybe from time to time you could argue that some of it is an artistic process or a creative process. Well, we're definitely we can enjoy the process and I've really been delighted by some of the work we've done. That's fine. But then why why don't we just focus on the process and and then well especially from from your perspective like why even record it uh-huh. at all like just do it live like what is the point of anybody else listening to this i think i can answer that question i can think that at least for me and i can't speak for you but i think for me uh i, I recognize that i am not the best custodian of my own happiness or joy or what have you in certain realms, I need something or someone else. Now, every time I use a something else, my egotism is able to overcome that. I might say to myself, well, if you do this thing that you want to do, like write a thousand words a day for a month, if you do that, then you can reward yourself with, you know, uh, 10 pizzas. And then I'm on day two, I'll go, fuck it, I'm getting the pizzas because that's what I wanted all along, right? But when there's another person involved, when there's an entity that I do not have any control over, in this case, you, or, yeah, you, then I'm beholden, right, to you. It's like, if you weren't involved in this, Joe, I would have stopped doing it a long time ago because there are definitely moments, I know you've experienced this, where it's like, I'm just not up for it. I'm just not. Mm -hmm. And what's great is that even though that's been true many times, there has never been a time, not a single one, in 154 fucking episodes, there's never been one single time when we got done recording and I said to myself, I wish we hadn't done that. That's never, ever happened. So why do we put it on the internet? Sort of to put the final, you know, um, the final uh, bow. It makes it a thing. It makes it, it a It makes thing. it a separate entity yeah. instead of just floating off. But and that's maybe why I bring this up because once it's a thing, I I step back and then I look at the thing. Yeah. And then and I have to be perfectly honest. I think a lot of quote, quote unquote artists or creators, if you want to call us that, a, a lot of a lot of those people they make a thing and then they want they want a bunch of people to validate that thing, listen yeah. to that thing, interact with it, respond to it, and I am that way. Yeah. I, I want to respond to it myself. Listening to the show is way different than doing the show for me. Sometimes I, I'm much – I mean I have a, a more fun because it takes less effort. <laughs> I'm just being entertained when I listen to the show. Right. When I'm doing the show, there's <laughs> – sometimes it's hard work. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I know that there's no value to that. Yeah. <laughs> We've established that. Right. Well, that but I'm well, saying see, yeah, it's, it's interesting I, how different – Let me interrupt for a second. It, I, I really – I yeah. apologize. I, I'm – cutting off your flow and i'm sorry but okay. you say i know you say it's a lot of hard work and that's because you do put a lot of hard work into this but as soon as i get to a point where i think i'm working hard i.e i'm making a sacrifice i.e it's becoming something more than just my own pleasure or motivation in that particular moment i stop i do i stop this thing for me is so much more pure in in 
as an experience because I do not work hard on it because I don't believe in hard work. I do not bring in what I think or do not really say depend on any particular talent I have, you know. I don't say, hey, Joe, we're going to do another show where I do this thing that I'm always very good at. No, I just, uh-uh. I sit here and it just happens and that's good enough. And so well, it's not the to, hard work. to me, the main thing here is is – I want to create laughter, M- mostly primarily laughter. I want to create moments where you and I laugh, yeah. but then I also do fantasize about other people laughing. And the idea of that connecting with other people and other people experiencing this and laughing their asses off is a joyful idea for me. So I move toward it if I can. And and yes, I do put in a lot of hard work sometimes on this show, and and sometimes, but but I don't automatically go oh. Geez, I just caught myself doing hard work. I need to fucking stop. And I'm glad that I don't because right. because the hard work that I put in actually pays off for me. Like some of the stuff I think that I've done was funnier because I focused on it and put a lot of hard work and effort into it. It became a, a higher quality kind of product because of the work that I put into it. And so there it is. And and I don't I don't regret any of that. I'm, and I'm glad right. that I put in the work. So that's where I'm at with it. But okay. then I th- see that's all process, really. And, and the, the what I wonder is sometimes I'll I'll kind of look up into the sky and be like, why the fuck are we even putting in this, this on the internet? I could just we could record it and I could just listen to it, maybe share it with a couple of of my friends to see if they liked it. We can all laugh together. But but on the internet, with the potential of of more and more strangers listening to it, uh, why do I even value that? I'm yeah. not sure. No, I mean, I think it's going back to this idea of a lot of this stuff is entrenched in us because of the society that we're in, the civilization that we're in. You know, this idea that we all have pie in the sky dreams. We're taught to have them. You know, we're doing this podcast. We put it on the Internet. Ooh, somebody's going to listen to it. And there's a chance that somebody famous could listen to it. Or... There's somebody who could listen to it and say, hey, guys, just want to let you know I was going to kill myself one night. Then I listened to your podcast and realized there's people out there stupider than me. I think I won't die. You know, some sort of positive thing that happens from us doing this. We can we can fantasize about that. I don't know about you. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but it's very difficult for me to have unrealistic fantasies. And when I see unrealistic, obviously I can have fantasies about, you know, going on uh, uh, a safari and eating yogurt with Mila Kunis. I can do that. Th- that's very unrealistic, but... It would be more difficult for me to have a fantasy where we do a podcast that's never put on the internet and yet somehow somebody hears it and it saves their life. You know what I'm saying? As long as you put in some of the pieces necessary for the fantasy to occur, it's easier to have the fantasy than if you do none of it, right? You see what I'm getting at? You can fantasize about winning the lottery, but it's easier to have that fantasy if you actually buy a fucking ticket. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, I guess... um... Well, I could say this, like uh, I had a fantasy when I was uh, like 12 that, hey, maybe one day if I write songs and like get together with other musicians, maybe one day I can like play a show like in a bar and other and people will like know the lyrics to my song and they'll dance around and, and I will be able to share these kind of musical expressions with other people. Well, I had that fantasy and, and then that fantasy actually came true. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I have any fantasies like that about this show. 
because okay. I, I I really work toward that fantasy with the I just want to play shows and make an album stuff, and I I I went toward that, I achieved it, and then I kind of just let it go. Mm-hmm. But with this show, I do I think about like okay, if we had if we had a million listeners, that would be a lot of fun. But I find myself that's that's certainly not why I'm doing this and that's why that's why the question comes to my mind like why even present it to the public at all if, right because I, I don't seem to really care about that I've tried to get more listeners but I don't really give a fuck right because you don't want to do or you're not saying you don't want to but the hard work involved isn't good enough for you I don't know if that makes any sense but. I'm willing to do the hard work that the process itself of like writing stuff and recording stuff and then talking with you about it like the the process I'm willing to do the hard work that that creates the laughter between you and I like that that seems worth it to do some huge marketing thing to spread the word at like god I I can't seem to get into that I, I don't I don't know what it takes i don't even think i care and that that's that's why i'm here okay well i think we've 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 talked for an hour (laughs) i don't know if you've achieved anything else um sorry i'm suddenly distracted by realizing that this particular recording i think you're going to come across as a lot louder than i am which is fine uh we'll fix it next time uh full disclosure to all of our listener I have a new setup here, and so I'm still tweaking some of the things. I know that we spent two years tweaking things until they got okay, and now I'm untweaking them and have to retweak them. So, tune again and tune in again in 2022 when things will be okay again. They'll be adequate. You know. Yeah, we'll of, get it dialed in yeah. in another couple of years. Speaking of of, of fantasies, <laughs> today as I was driving, I had the stupid fantasy that I was. This is so dumb. This is the fantasy as I'm driving. I'm thinking. My kids' school calls me up saying, hey, we need you to play your ukulele for a show. And you don't have to play for a long time, but we need you to do like 10 minutes. And I'm, and in my fantasy, I'm telling the audience this story that I'm telling you about having the fantasy. And I'm playing this song. And I'm playing the thing, and I'm telling them I only know three chords. And here's a song that only uses two of those chords. And then I play it. And I say, you know, that was adequate, right? And then I pause and I say to myself, or I say to the audience, adequate. That'd be a good name for a band, especially if you didn't know what it meant. Sounds cool, right? Adequate. Joe, I think our podcast is adequate. I think my life is adequate. My existence, my impact on the world, adequate. I think that's why I really identified with Salieri in that movie, Amadeus. I really, not, not his angst and not his, you know not his struggle from a psychological level, but I, I identified with his, his embodiment of mediocrity. Exactly. Yes. I identified with that. And I have for a long time. So there you go. I, I, I had this thought I wanted to share because we did the little awards show that we do and, yeah. and you named the awards, the shaggies. Yeah. And I, I just remembered this. I wanted to tell you next time let's do the statue that you actually hand out, which of course we didn't create one of those. I think it should be a statue of shags holding a statue of shags holding a statue of shags. Yeah. And and the, the little statues get so tiny that it just goes into like a point, like yeah. a needle point. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's, just a, it's just a meta award. I like that. And yeah, that begs the question. Of course, we'll never really create that, but no, I just no. wanted to put the image in, in your mind. I like the image. The image for today's show has already been created because, like I said, when I got my new setup, I had to test some things, so I whipped together some stuff just to see how fast Photoshop is working now. It's fucking fast. I have no more excuses for not doing crap, yo. I can now work less hard, and therefore I will finally start working. <laughs> well, I hope for you that there's not a whole lot of hard work in your future because of how meaningless hard work is. I'll tell you this, tell I know you. it's the last couple of minutes, but you know what takes a lot of really hard work that does have a good payoff? Your third yeah. orgasm of the day. There you go. Work it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry well, I Well, I think that our New Year's resolution, because really this is the first uh, show of the year. Yeah. <laughs> for many reasons. I think our New Year's resolution for the show is let's try actually to not be funny every <laughs> single time. Uh. That's Let's easy. have goddamn serious conversations every time. Except for next week. What? Yes, because next week we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah. And there's no way we can be serious about that because neither of us, I mean, I shouldn't speak for you, but I know. I don't, I'm not even sure if I know who's in it. I think Kansas City and uh, San Francisco. We have family members that are going to that are probably very happy, right? Oh, yeah, we have family in Kansas and in California. Yeah. Well, shit. It's meaningful to our family, but as we talk about it next week, our listener will realize that it's not very meaningful to us. Right. So we will veer into absurdity for sure. There's for no sure. way around it. There's no way. Yeah. Because we can't talk seriously about the subject. So That's right. Well, We're going to break up. My New Year's resolution will be broken next week. Awesome. Okay. 15 seconds left. You need to scream something. Love you, man. Love you, listener. Bye. Hard work is meaningless! Follow us on Instagram and Twitter.